Black Art Cinema Podcast coming back at you. Oh, yeah. We're back. It's me, Fletcher, joining me as always. Me. Mr. Whitehead. Whitehead, I'm going to let you take it off, man. We watched a movie that's very... We watched this movie separately, but I almost... We've both did, seen it several times. I almost so. didn't even need to see this movie because it's been a movie very close to my heart. Uh, it's The Evil Dead by <laughs> Sam Raimi and company. Great movie. Oh, Delicious. This movie made me afraid of the TV as a child. Apparently, my father turned it on and let my, me and my older sister watch it when we were really young. And we were afraid of the TV. So if he wanted to fuck with us, he just turned the TV on with one of us in the room. He said we would just scream and run away. Just run out of the fucking room? Yeah. So, like, and I knew what the movie was. And it's, I knew it was scary. Then, like, eventually I got, bought a copy of it and watched it. And I was like, well, this, you know, I'm not... I'm old enough not to shit my pants. <laughs> I, mean, that... I mean, I was I was in diapers. I mean, oh God! I was like a toddler or something, but I was still I don't know. I always liked this movie. Got you know, got it once I was a little older and watched it and was like, oh, this movie's awesome. Yeah, it, it's crazy how. Uh, now I lucked out and got all three of these on 4K recently, uh, but I haven't watched them since before COVID, probably. Mm. And uh, I'd seen them all a few times, but. We end up watching the trilogy. I guess I'll go ahead and spoil that, which, spoiler alert for our next two episodes, we're yeah. going to do uh, the second and the third. We figured since we had already done two episodes on the newer ones, we've got to do the old ones. Yeah, well, and honestly, they, they're they still better, in my opinion. Not yeah. to, sh- not to, not shitting on the other two at all, just. The, 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 they're, they're different. And the show's great, too, but. Uh, uh, something about that that Brucey Campbell and the Sam Raimi magic. It just it just works. But I will say this: this first one, more horror than comedy. Yeah, yeah. Th- this one is pure, pure horror. Um, great indie on a budget. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'll go ahead and say this: uh, I-, I watched it in 4K, and it- it's just crazy. Like how seeing that high definition makes you realize how small their budget was, in a sense. Yeah. And I will say this too, like it's one of those things I was watching and I was like, you know what? If they never would have made anything past this one, I mean, it's already a cult classic in my opinion, but if they just would have made just the first one, nothing else, Rami would always go down in, in the annals of like being like a great filmmaker or independent filmmaker just for this one movie. Because oh, yeah. I could easily see this being like the equivalent of, okay, like The Signal is a reference point. That's a real independent horror movie. That's now, really... now, now, which signal are you talking about? Are you talking about the one with Lawrence Fish? No, no, the one, the one you know that I'm talking about. Oh, Finding Termina? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things like... That's the, the original signal. Yeah, I don't think that... I don't, I'm not going to... Well, I don't want to talk... I don't know if that guy's done anything else, but just for that one movie, he'll always be a great horror director, oh, yeah. in my opinion. I still remember the objective of the movie is get to Termina. And it was just an intense-ass movie. Sometimes I just like when an indie really uses its budget well and takes off, especially in horror. But thankfully, Raimi did make more. But I I just want to say that that is the strongest of the original, The Evil Dead, to me. That this could have easily been like a straight to VHS for back then, or beta, whatever, because it was like 81. It'd still have a place, I think, in the the annals of horror, so to speak. Oh, yeah, it's such a good movie, and it... Like like you said, it's shoestring budget. And, And like the makeup effects they did? Yeah. Like in... I don't know, like, the, just the creativity of even just moving the camera. Like, you know, when it's the uh, the force of the evil dead. Yeah. Uh, I, I I sat down and watched all the all the trilogy 
uh, this w- last weekend, and uh, I watched them with the commentary tracks. And so I got to hear. Uh, I think the the commentary track on the first one was was just Bruce, and then there was one with Ramy and a producer. And uh, Bruce brought up the fact that towards the end of the movie, when it's just him, he was like, "All right, at this point, that." Uh, he's just started filming everything at a 45 degree angle. Yeah. Like and those he, Dutch it, angles. Yeah. Just like, and he was sat there and just, I don't know, it's really neat. What, like get, getting to hear Bruce, like, you know, point out shit like that. Um, he also, too, uh, they got too high sometimes making this movie. Yeah. Apparently, uh, they wanted to use real weed during the scene where they listened to the recording for the first time. And, uh, apparently some of them had, never really smoked and got way too high to do their lines so they just kind of had to wait and i'm pretty sure he said they just went back to filming after like a couple like hour or so yeah maybe i mean probably more than an hour but for some it's also cool too. just it's always an indie trope but it's cool that it just really takes place at the cabin for the most part other than when they're driving up yeah. in the car in the delta but i mean Fuck, other than crossing the bridge, once they get to the cabin, they stay at the cabin. Yeah. Which, again, I think that's... Something about a good independent filmmaker, it seems like they always do that. Like, uh, you know, I sent you that uh, Reservoir Dogs uh, 4K that I got. Again, mostly takes place right there in the the meetup after the uh, the little warehouse or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, a testament to, to great... Independent filmmaking and, and would-be filmmakers, too. Yeah. If you don't have a budget, you can still make a good movie. And, again, the, the effects are really good in this. And some of the, uh, like, stop-motion claymation toward the end oh, man, is great. That, that it still sh- looks good to me. Yeah, like, even those, like... It's aged a little bit. It still looks good. It has good. aged, like, the makeup... Some of the makeup is a little goofy. Uh, and then, like, a lot of it, apparently they shot some of it, uh, like, a good portion of it, like, out of sync, like, or... Like they'd shoot later scenes before previous, like you know, previous scenes. So they would have to, and this was like through all three of them listening to the commentary. They always brought Bruce always brought this up. They had to guess how grimy the characters would look. Yeah. After so long, he was like, "Yeah, so we filmed this a couple weeks before all he got like showered in blood. So we just kind of had to guess what he would look like." And try and keep the consistency there as best yeah, as possible. But apparently they did that through like all of them. I will say too, uh, you know, and I, I've noted this myself originally watching this first one years ago, that uh, it's kind of funny because, uh, what's his name? The other guy, Steve, right? Shit. Sorry, I got the fucking IMDb pulled up right here. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you though. Sorry. Scroll, pooter. I don't Scott. Think, Scott. Okay. Scott. You were close. You were close. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you watch it, you're like, oh, okay. He almost feels like he's going to be the main character through a good, for like the first hour. Yeah, because Bruce is all f- afraid and everything. Yeah. Which, I mean. Or Ash. I, I guess you knew Bruce or Ash was the main character with the, because they had the scene with the girlfriend and the necklace. and. Yeah, he gave her the, the necklace, but like in terms of like when the shit starts going down, it feels like Scott's going to be more of the hero archetype yeah. he goes out on the trail or goes out of the cabin and shit well, he runs away like a bitch because he's scared yeah and uh dies for it he does he got fucked up yeah. um i will say this because it is more the horror one not not the funny ash we will get later on in the series what the series is known for 
Yeah. This is more of a terrified Ash. Oh, yeah. Like I said. Which rightfully so. Like I said, with my crazy theory of there, there's two universes within the Evil Dead, the goofy, or the, the serious, scary universe, and the funny universe. And this is straight up the scary universe. Yeah. Like. Um, actually, uh, watching these gave me another theory, too, off of your theory that I'll get to when we finish uh, Army of Darkness. Okay. Um, but it, it's it's not too different from yours. But I did take note of something that I've always thought, and just because I watched them back to back, I've never sat through and watched all three of them in a row like this. Yeah. Or like the next night. I, I, did, I did them over like couple nights yeah i did like it was my movie every night you know what i mean and then the that then that fourth night i was just like oh i don't get to watch anything yeah i almost contemplated trying to find the show i almost put the first season in then i thought no i don't want to do that because then i want to watch the second season and then, and then the, the third, third and i don't have them and uh i don't know if we're gonna get any more after that but uh <sighs> yeah but i mean that's a discussion for another time but yeah um Sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. I lost my train of thought. Think about Ash. Ash, or Ash prevails in this one. He ends up, he gets fucked up a little bit, and he goes through some things. He has to kill his girlfriend by, you know, decapitating her with a shovel. Bodily dismemberment. Yeah. God, speaking of that, when they um, when Scott's girlfriend turns, holy shit. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Scott mans up and de- just fucks her up. Well, Hell yeah! That's what that's what I meant by he he takes the more hero archetype at first, before he gets fucked up. Because Ash is just sitting there, which rightfully so. Yeah, but you'd also be utterly terrified seeing someone you knew. Oh, their wrist got slashed a little bit. They're just gonna bite through their fucking wrist and tear their own hand off, like that. That scene. Fucked me up so bad back in the day. Like, it, it's still kind of like rough to watch. The the gore factor in this. Yeah, because Scott like takes a buck knife to her wrist to get her to let go of the knife she's currently trying to stab him with, and she's just like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." I'll just eat through my wrist. He just, he just crunches through her wrist and pulls it off, and it's like even with the, the kind of the silly makeup, almost like I don't know. It was like bunched on. Yeah. Uh, even though it looked kind of goofy, the moment you start hearing her crunch through her wrist, it's like, oh, Ugh. shit. Like, this is fucking crazy. Good sound editing in these. Yeah. Or sound effects. And again, the and, makeup. And apparently, Raimi was so, a lot of sound effects. Oh, yeah. Like, they uh, would just, like, twi- like pitch him down and, like, tweak the, his audio. Uh, did he. Whenever the, 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 for- the forest entity is, like, looking at them through the. Like the windows and shit. Yeah. Anytime you see the camera moving and the noises it makes, it's it's Raimi. That's cool. It's just Raimi making noises and that that they fucked with just in the audio booth. That's cool. Um, I can't remember. Remember Crime Wave? Yeah. Did he write that one? I know the Coens directed or, or wrote it or something. Or was that Raimi directing Crime Wave? I thought the Coen brothers directed it. Wait, no. Wasn't it something weird like they wrote it and then he directed it? Because I, I know that, yeah, that's it. They wrote it, he directed it. And I, the, I'll double check, but I, I was gonna just say going through uh, the uh, credits, I watched all the way just because I just was lazy and didn't pick up the remote. Pretty sure I saw one of the Cohen's name in the first one, just one of them. I think it was Ethan. 
Hmm. And it was something with the sound, but uh. Well, I, I know he did say they had to. Uh, they like they couldn't keep their actors around for as long for, for like dubbing, long, so they'd have to like film it out of uh, sequence. Well, I mean, like film a couple, film for a couple weeks, take a couple weeks off. Okay, then we can get them all back together and. Because he's like, none of us were, you know, full time, full time movie people. He's like, so we all had to like work and stuff. So, you know, they just kind of had to like play around with everyone's schedule, do a weekend type thing. Yeah, but like the moment the uh, at least Scott's girlfriend, whenever she changes, I want to say a couple times, whenever she's like attacking him from outside of the cabin and shit, where he and I think yeah, yeah, just uh, that's not her. Just a completely different actress. It's, no, it's just like a fucking sound guy or somebody standing in or somebody something. Somebody on set, they're like, "Okay, let's just put you in her outfit, and then we'll have you do her like crazy outside monster scenes." Makes sense. I mean, just because, and I want to say it's because he was saying they couldn't get her to come back, but they really needed to film or something. They probably could get like everyone back but her, and kind like, of thing. Yeah, so they're like, "Well, fuck it, we'll just slap your makeup and shit on this on whoever the fuck's available." I can totally see it. I mean, sorry, I'm trying to go through here and see if I can find where I saw that Cohen's name. What in the cast? It was like something technical, because mm. it doesn't have um, that much crew really. Shout out to Tom Sullivan, the special makeup effects guy on the first one. Do you know the original cat or the cabin in the first movie never had a basement? No shit. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, I did not know that. No shit. Yeah, they did not have a basement. Yeah, okay, I was uh, I was right. Joel Cohen, assistant editor on the first one. Oh, I knew okay. I saw, and I was like, that's one of the Cohen brothers, I'm pretty sure. Huh. I was thinking it was Ethan. I had, the, I had that name right, that's one of the Cohen brothers. But, yeah, Ethan and Joel. And uh, he did write Crime Wave, because I brought, the only reason I brought it up is, uh, now that I'd seen Crime Wave, and I was going back and watching Evil Dead, which Crime Wave is between... The first of uh, the Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, I'm like, that's totally where uh, Raimi was like, you know what? I'm gonna make that the comedy aspect of the Evil Deads. All that wacky shit in Crime Wave, like when that cigarette is in Bruce Campbell's mouth and shit. I'm like, this is totally Army of Darkness, but before Army of Darkness, yeah. In terms of tone, at least, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Tone wise, I could see. It. But I mean, same creators makes sense. Yeah. Which. Well, I can't. I'm. I'm so excited to do these other two. Yeah, but apparently, like, I forget where he said the basement was because, like, they filmed the cabin scenes at the cabin in Tennessee. I forget where they said in Tennessee was. It? It's in East Tennessee, I believe. I actually looked up the town when I was watching. Somewhere, I, I want to say he might have said Knoxville. Somewhere outside, I think. I want to say it's like Bristol, maybe. Ah, man, I don't know. It's around that area. Yeah. Either way, but like the cabin scenes they shot there. Um. A bunch of the outside shots were, you know, obviously shot there too. Uh, but he said every time, or I think like there's a couple shots of them in the car where you can't really see much of the outside. Yeah, it's like when they're talking about the map and shit. At the yeah, beginning. like I think like with just him and his sister, whenever she gets tree raped. Yeah. Um, like that was shot, I think, in Michigan, and then all the base, all the shots of them in the basement, I think, were also filmed in Michigan. Makes sense. That's where they're all. If it all... wasn't Michigan, it was just some other. Place Probably Michigan. That's where they're all yeah. from, I believe. Yeah. Which is why the show takes place in Michigan. Oh, I, I didn't really remember where the show took place. Yeah, I'm. 
I mean, you're probably. I mean, you're right. I'm sure. I just. I don't. I don't. Um, the setting wasn't really important enough. I got you. I guess. Um, but yeah, this first one, man. I mean, can't say enough good things about it. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 great. It it's it it is slick, kind of terrifying because they fuck yeah they they start pulling in uh, Lovecraftian influences with the the Necronomicon. Oh, absolutely. Fuck yeah, and. And I guess you could say even further, like into the the you know the the following movies, there's more I guess Lovecraftian themes, themes and shit. Oh, definitely. Yeah, which um, once I became a Lovecraft fan in my younger years, I was like, oh my god, this is this is Lovecraftian horror movie now for me. Yeah, yeah, fuck like, yeah. I already love this horror movie. Now it's just even cooler that they're using a book written. A made-up book from like a hundred years prior. Also, too, from an eighty-one aspect, this is just cool because it's not really zombies. No, you know what I mean. And then, but like, also too, like they're smarter than zombies. He's dead. It's like I guess, like from a horror crowd perspective, like, oh shit, nothing's been seen like this. Yeah, because they can just turn back normal and fuck fuck with, with you. you. And then the moment you get close, ah, I'm crazy again. I'm at your face. Ah, yeah, like I, it's just good. And then, like, like you brought up earlier, the claymation parts were so fucking badass. Yeah. Like, I mean, aged a little bit still looks great, though. Like, I'm like, again, not saying it looked bad because it was in 4K. It's just when you get to see things in this high of definition. Yeah. Like, it almost, I don't know. Sometimes I like older movies in a lower definition, if that makes sense. Yeah. But sometimes I love them in a higher definition, too. Because I think, like, the first time I actually, like, I had... I was used to watching, like, Die Hard on VHS, and then I got, like, the first set of DVDs, and the the integrity of those discs is they age, they're really not as good as, like, a modern-day DVD, because it's, like, a late 90s DVD, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, like, when I saw it on Blu-ray the first time, I was like, holy shit, that, like, you can kind of see how, like, the camera equipment quality kind of shines through once you're seeing in a format that wasn't capable of being seen when the movie came out. Yeah. Sometimes, like, technical aspects like that can kind of fuck up. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing these movies in full HD. Like, that would be really cool. Because you just got DVDs, right? Yeah. Or except for one of them, right? Uh, no, they're all DVDs. Okay. I, yeah, I, I bought all these movies back. Ah, shit. Yeah, I mean, like, these are probably early editions. More than 15 years ago. Like, uh... Well, listen, I don't know who has it, but I, maybe you have it. I've got that like first edition Goodfellas that's like in the cardboard case with the snap on the side. Yeah. And the movie's so long, you have to flip the disc halfway through. It, it's, that is an old-ass it, DVD. It's a, you know what that is? That's our generation of early DVDs, even though I didn't have a DVD player when DVDs came out. I think you're like me. Your first one's probably PS2. DVD player? No, we we had we we got one. Okay, y'all had one. See, mine was my first DVD player was PS2. But having said that, the dual disc DVDs, not just full screen widescreen, but when you had to flip it like we're talking about, that was our uh, generations uh, when a movie was so long it came on two VHS cassettes. Like yeah. remember Titanic and a uh, uh, Scarface and shit when you'd see it at the video store, it was always a real thick ass package. Same with it. Yeah, that one's a two. Uh, you're right. That's a two yeah. VHS or it's right over there. A two cassette. Oh, I didn't even. Where is that? I can't see it right now, but it is over there. Trust me. It just pops out of the DVDs right now. Adams. 
But uh, you want to rate uh, the Evil Dead and get out of here? Fucking ten out of ten, motherfucker. I don't. I can't. I, I can't say anything bad about this movie. I fucking I've always this has been probably one of my favorite movies. Good 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 rating. One of, one of my top movies. I'm not going to put a number on it, but it's it's up there. I got you. I feel you. It's great almost... director, great actors, uh great premise. Yeah, Ramy's And even for like you like would you say it was 81? 81, yes. Yeah, so it's weird to think it's 42 years old now. Yeah. Uh like they said in Cabin in the Woods. You you don't read the fucking Latin. Yeah, which they were totally referencing. Uh, which I guess to... I didn't really read the Latin, but they listened to somebody reading the Latin. On that sick-ass Panasonic uh, tape deck that yeah. they had. Oh, thank God this here in this cabin. Um, yeah, don't even play a fucking tape. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but go watch this movie if you haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, go watch it again. It's almost Halloween, motherfucker. Oh, and I don't, you, I don't get to rate it? Oh, yeah, rate it. Yeah, I, I'm going to give it an 8. But you'll understand why later. All right. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. All right. Well, we out of here? Yeah, I've got, I've got to go swallow some souls. Peace, everybody. Bye.